The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC. Welcome to On The Mat. I'm Tyler Chumlin on Hawkeye's Mike, Hawkeye's Mike podcast on hawkeyesmike.com. This is your best wrestling podcast you're going to find on the internet talking all things Iowa Hawkeyes. The team so far in the 2014-2015 season is 7-0. and They've looked very, very good at times, and they've struggled at times, uh, but they haven't lost. They've been victorious in all their dual meets, 7-0, and uh, including a victory over Iowa State, the rival from across the state, number 19, the Cyclones. They beat them 28-8 to back in November. On the 6th of December, Michigan State came to town. They beat them 37-0. Rutgers, number 24 in the land, 27-9 victory for the Hawkeyes over this past weekend. And then they rallied against number 7, Ohio State, to win 18-14. But... This team is ranked number two in the nation in dual meets, right behind Minnesota, but they're ranked number one in tournament team rankings, and I think that that's rightfully so, because I think this Iowa team is built top to bottom to win tournaments. They're not going to win a lot of weight classes, but they're going to have a lot of guys standing in the top three, top five spots. So, you look back to the Midlands Championships a few weeks ago in Evanston, Illinois, Northwestern, hosting the Midlands. Iowa travels over there, and they break the team record for most points scored, 187 and a half points. They have four champions, Corey Clark, Mike Evans, and then Nathan Birak, who wrestled unattached in this tournament, and then Bobby Telford at heavyweight. We'll get into Bobby Telford in a little bit and his career so far and what he's done this season to really show that he can be an elite wrestler, finally, for Bobby Telford. So... So we'll, what we'll do for the first podcast here this season is we'll go through all the weight classes and kind of tell you what's going on and how things have transpired so far and what makes this Iowa team so deep and what makes them a real challenger for the Big Ten title and the national title this season once the uh, tournaments come down the pike here in a few months. Let's start at 125. Last year it was Corey Clark and Thomas Gilman, kind of a platoon. Clark had a tough time keeping down his weight at 125, uh, but obviously Tony Ramos is at 133, Big Ten champ, national champ. It's very difficult for for Clark to bump up to 133 and wrestle because Ramos is there. So it was Clark and Gilman. Gilman's the redshirt sophomore, four-time Nebraska state champ. Uh, he's the guy this year. He is the 125-pounder. He was 16-3 and last year. Midlands and a Joe Parisi t- tournament titles. Gilman's a really good kid. He is. He's 14-0 this season. He's in the top five in both rankings, number five in intermat and number four in the open mat. He beat McCabe from Rutgers 25-10. He beat Nathan Tomasello from Ohio State, the number seven wrestler, 2-1 to one in the duel over this last weekend. The big tests for Thomas Gilman haven't come really yet. He hasn't wrestled any really great opponents. I think he's going to have that here coming up in a couple weeks. Um, possibly if Jesse Delgado from Illinois can get healthy, but Delgado hasn't wrestled uh, because he's been injured. He hasn't wrestled since the beginning of November. If he can get healthy, then maybe Gilman will have a test, but um, I don't think Eddie Clamera really from Oklahoma State's a real test. He's number 11 in the country, but Gilman beat him last year 4-2 to two in the duel. I, I just think that if Delgado gets healthy, that's your first test for the Iowa Hawkeye wrestler, and frankly, Nathan Tomasello, that, that win is good, I think, for Thomas Gilman, but he's got higher aspirations. He he wants to be in the conversation for a Big Ten title. He wants to be in the conversation for a national title this year. And, you know, the big the big tests, I think, for Gilman going forward are going to be whether or not he can get victories over the guys that the guys that are there and the guys that will be there in the end. Because with Thomas Gilman at 125, it's a good starting weight for the Hawkeyes. And, you know, they like to start at the beginning of the weight classes because the way Gilman presents things and the way Clark presents things, and we'll get into that in a little bit too. And even Josh Jeva, who I think has an opportunity to 
to wrestle well and to do some good things. I just don't necessarily know where Gilman's at yet. I don't think we've seen him tested. And maybe that is a good thing. Maybe the fact that he hasn't really been tested so far is a good thing because maybe Thomas Gilman is actually an elite wrestler at this weight class. And I think he probably is. So we'll see that going forward. Uh, your top five in that weight class, Gilman's five, Joey Dance is four from Vatek. Nashawn Garrett from Cornell is three. Uh, the senior Alan Waters from Missouri is two. And then Jesse Delgado, as I mentioned, the senior from Illinois, is your top wrestler in the Intermat rankings. So I think a lot, a lot to be learned about Thomas Gilman, but I think he's one of these guys that he's going to score points for Iowa when it comes to the Big Ten championships, having a chance to wrestle in the finals, if not in the semifinals, winning back the consolation bracket, depending on where he ends up being seated. And I think he's going to be an All-American. I think that's where they need to score points at 125. So I think Thomas Gilman is a good starting point for this Hawkeye wrestling team. At 133, Corey Clark, the redshirt sophomore as well, a Southeast Polk, four-timer in the state of Iowa. Great season last year, 22-4. and four. He was the fourth in the Big Tens. All-American, placed fifth at Nationals at 125. Clark is a really, really good wrestler. And part of that is because he's been able to scrap with Thomas Gilman. He's been able to scrap with guys like Tony Ramos and Matt McDonough when he's in the, when he's in the wrestling club um, in the room with these guys. And Corey Clark, the sky's the limit, just like Thomas Gilman, I think. And, you know, 22 and 4 last year, he's going to try and improve on that. He's 9 and 1 this season. He did have one loss to Johnny DeDulius from Ohio State, 7 to 5. Tough match in the duel. But I think Corey Clark is one of these kids that he's got to score for Iowa. If Gilman and Clark can both place top five, if they can both be All Americans, if they can both be standing on that podium at the end of the Big Ten wrestling tournament, as well as at the end of the national wrestling tournament, Iowa will be successful. They're the ones that are expected. It though, we're gonna get into a couple guys here coming up in a little bit. Um, at 141, as well as at 149 and 157, even one, even 165 with Nick Moore, those are the guys that are gonna have to score if Iowa wants to win the thing. But Corey Clark, Thomas Gilman at 125 and 133, respectively, those are the guys that are gonna need to step up and reach those expectations. He'll have Brian Crutchmer from Oklahoma State coming up in, um, in the Oklahoma State duel this weekend, and then number six Zane Richards from Illinois in the duel next week again the Illini, which should be a tough one for Corey Clark, but should be a good match. 141, Josh Jevum, he's the senior. This is a guy that has never come to fruition. He's a kid that from Pennsylvania, he came in, highly touted recruit. He's got a long body. He's got great work ethic, it seems. He, it just seems like Josh Jeva cannot overcome himself. It's his wrestling style. It's the way he wrestles. And I think when you when you look at what Jeva brings to the table, it's it's toughness, and I think he I think he has the toughness, but he hasn't been able to get over that hump. And Tom Brands has been asked about this, and he's referenced it, and he said it time and time again. Josh Jeva, make a name for yourself, man. And he and he hasn't really. And that's why, you know, 27 and 10 last year, fifth at the Big Tens, but he did automatically qualify for the NCAA tournament. This year is it's his for the taking, I think. You look at what he's done so far, and he's number eight in the intermat rankings, number nine in the open mat. He's eleven and two. He has a couple losses. You know, he lost to the number seven kid, Anthony Schnault from Rutgers, three to one. And then he lost to Logan Steber. He was embarrassed by Logan Steber, but Steber's a very good wrestler, senior from Ohio State, lost 15 to nothing, tech fall. I think, to me, Josh Jeva has, he has to beat at least three or four guys ahead of him as far as ranking goes to finish where he needs to finish in the Big Tens and the, and the NCAAs. And that's a Schnault from Rutgers who beat him. Missouri, Lavian Hayes, number six kid, Michigan, Stephen Dutton, Nick Dardanes from Minnesota, the senior, Devin Carter from Virginia Tech, he's the third wrestler, Mitchell Port from Edinburgh, and then Logan Steber from number one, Ohio State. He's not beating Steber. Steber's as good as you're going to get. 
Um, he, he's gonna. I think he's gonna win. I truly do believe that. Steber's been phenomenal. He's had a fantastic career in Columbus. But if Jeva can get over Ashnault or Mays or Dutton or Dardanes or Carter, any of those guys, that's a step in the right direction. And that's what he's gonna have to do. He's gonna wrestle the kid from Oklahoma State, uh, the number twenty kid coming up in the duel, and that that'll be a good spot. That'll be a good start for Josh Jeva. And going forward, like I said, they they need points from one forty one. They need points from one forty nine, one fifty seven, one sixty five. They need points all the way up and down in the Big Tens as well as the NCAA. And I think Josh Jeva is the perfect example of where they can get some of those points that maybe they're not expecting getting. I th- I'm talking about the Big Tens. I'm talking about Jeva competing for a Big Ten title. Maybe not winning because I don't think he's going to beat Steber, and I'll be real. I'll be real about that. But I think he can be there at the end if he can beat the Dutton kid from Michigan. If he can beat some of those other guys to get to that championship bout, to get in the championship against Steber, wrestle for second, wrestle for third, qualify for the NCAA's, build that confidence when the season comes to an end. Okay. 149, Brandon Sorensen, the redshirt freshman from Cedar Falls, four-time state champ in Cedar Falls. This kid is really good. He's shown this year that he is a very, very good wrestler. And I think Iowa fans are incredibly excited about what Brandon Sorensen brings. Currently number five in the intermat, number seven in the open mat rankings. He's 19 and one. His only loss to was, was to another Hawkeye though, and that's Brody Grothis, three to two uh, back. You know, a few weeks ago, a few about two months ago, he beat number six Hunter Steber from Ohio State nine to seven in the duel. He also beat Gabe Marino from Ohio from Iowa State number sixteen in the country. And you know, I think this is this is a good spot for Brandon Sorensen because he's coming into a huge, huge matchup with the kid uh, Kindig kid from Oklahoma State who lost to growth this last year in the duel, but Kindig is ranked number two in the intermat. You look at who's ahead of Sorensen, and that's Hudeshell from Missouri, Habat from Edinburgh, Kindig from Oklahoma State, and then Jason Sertzis from Northwestern, the sophomore. This kid's a freshman. Sorensen's a freshman. I mean, this, is, this kid is going to score points for Iowa. He's been phenomenal. This is a kid at this stage in his career that he should be expecting to win Big Ten championships, expecting to win national championships in his career. I don't know if it's going to happen this year because he's got some good wrestlers ahead of him in Northwestern. Hunter Steber is going to be there from Ohio State at the end as well. Uh, you look at the kid Alec uh, Pontanello from Michigan. There's some good kids in this weight class in the Big Ten, but I think if you're Brandon Sorensen, you're expecting to be there at the end. You're expecting to win a Big Ten championship, and then you're expecting to be an All-American. And that's great for Iowa to finally have a kid at 141, 149 to just take the reins and just take it over. And I think Brandon Sorensen's that kid at 149. 157, Mike Kelly, he's the senior, also from Cedar Falls. You know, he's had kind of a kind of an enigmatic career. Kelly's been in there. He's been out of there. He was 10-5 and five last year. But he's finally in the rankings. He's finally up there. He's finally wrestling, I think, to his full potential as a senior. And and again, this is a weight class that Iowa's going to need some help. They're going to need some points because you you know you lose you lose Derek St. John from last season. And Derek St. John was a phenomenal wrestler. He had a great career at Iowa, a national championship, Big Ten championships. Derek St. John was a great wrestler. And so they need to fill the fill the void a little bit. And you know, number sixteen in the intermat. Uh, number seven in the open mat is Mike Kelly, and you look at this weight class. He's eleven and one so far, but if you look at where he's at in the intermat rankings, number sixteen. Look at all the kids in the top ten that are from the Big Ten: Dylan Alton from Penn State, Isaiah Martinez from Illinois, Josh Demas from Ohio State, James Green from Nebraska, Big Ten champ last year, Dylan Ness from Minnesota. That's a lot of them. 
And he's going to have Isaiah Martinez from Illinois here in a couple weeks and Anthony Colica from Oklahoma State here this weekend as well. Colica's 18 right behind Kelly, who's 16. You know, he's 11-1. and one. He beat Parati, the Rutgers kid, who's 17 right now. He lost to Josh Demas from Ohio State 5-2 to two in the duel. You know, Demas is a senior. He's a good wrestler. 5-2, to two, it was a good match for Mike Kelly. And I think that that's what he can kind of look at and say, look, you know, here's the benchmark. Here's where I need to be. And Mike Kelly's never going to go down as a great wrestler at Iowa, probably. And he's never going to be, you know, one of those guys you talk about when you talk about the greatest wrestlers ever at Iowa. But Mike Kelly can contribute to a national championship. And I think he, I think he's there. I think he possibly, you know, Mike Kelly's good enough to wrestle into an All-American. And I think that that's, that's definitely possible. If he wrestles the way he did against Josh Demas, he, he will, I think. That, that being, you know, it's tough to fill when a guy like Derek St. John graduates. But I think, I think Mike Kelly's done a good job of that. So we'll get into the rest of the weight classes. We'll get into 165. We'll start with Nick Moore from Iowa City West, the senior coming up after this. But we're going to go ahead and take a real quick break. We're going to step, behind, step aside for 60 seconds. You're listening to On the Mat, the wrestling podcast here on Hawkeye's Mike. I'm Tyler Chumlin. We'll be back after 60 seconds. Hawkeyesmike.com. It's sports talk radio on the internet. Just for you, the Iowa fan. All sports, all Hawks, all the time. Visit Hawkeyesmike.com, go to the news and events section, and check the links for up-to-date information on Iowa games, TV channels, team schedules, and more. You can subscribe to all Hawkeyes Mike podcasts through iTunes, and you can follow Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on. Up to 10 washings. Moisturizes. Alcohol-free. And safe for the kids. So go ahead. Touch anything and everything. Ooh, a toilet. Prefins. Keep your hands germ-free all day. Welcome back to On the Map, the wrestling podcast on Hawkeyes. Mike, the Iowa Hawkeyes, number one ranked team tournament-wise in the Intermat rankings. They're 7-0 and on the season. They've had victories over Iowa State, Rutgers, Ohio State, Michigan State. They've got Oklahoma State coming up this Sunday um, on the road, number eight, Oklahoma State, and then number nine, Illinois, next week on Friday. That's a home meet at 7 p.m. Going through the weight classes we've gone through so far, 125 with Thomas Gilman, 133 with Corey Clark, 141 with Josh Jeva, and 141 with Brandon Sorensen as well as 157 with Mike Kelly. Now we're at 165. Nick Moore, the senior wrestler from Iowa City West right here in the backyard of the Hawkeyes. Last season, second at the Big Tens, 23-5. and But he wasn't an All-American. That's, Nick Moore was not an All-American, and he needed to be. And that's, what he, that's where he needs to be. Now currently, Nick Moore is ranked number 9 in Intermat. He's ranked number 10 in the Open Mat rankings. He's got his, his biggest tests coming up. I mean, they are. Uh, you know... You look at what Nick Moore has done and what he presents, and he's lost to Michael Moreno, lost 6-3 to to the Iowa State wrestler, who's currently ranked 5. He lost to Bo Jordan, who's currently ranked 6 from Ohio State, 9-2. to He's got Alex Derringer, who's the top wrestler at this weight class, lost to Derek St. John last season. Jackson Moore, number 8 from Illinois, coming up. So Nick Moore, he's, he's in a gauntlet weight class. He really is. And, you know, eventually... He's going to either put up or shut up. And that's kind of how this works. You, you start winning or, you, or you, you fall back. And I think Nick Moore right now, is he's in crunch time. 
He's currently 11-2. and two, Lost to Moreno, lost to Jordan. If he can get a victory over a guy like Jackson Morse, great. Jackson, Jackson Morse is a great wrestler. Right ahead of Nick Moore in the rankings. But the Big Ten is, the Big Ten is stacked at this weight class. You look, you look ahead, uh, Taylor Massa from Michigan's number 10. You've got Morris, who's from Illinois, he's number 8. Northwestern's Pierce Harger's number 7. Ohio State's Bo Jordan's 6. Taylor Walsh from Indiana's 4. Isaac Jordan from Wisconsin's 3. It's a good weight class, but Nick Moore should be there. I mean, this kid, at this point in time in his career, should be in the conversation for best wrestler in the Big Ten at this weight class. And frankly, he's not right now. This is where Iowa needs to score points if they want to win a national tra- national championship and a Big Ten championship because all those great wrestlers in the Big Ten. Nick Moore is crucial. He's one of my X factors for Iowa's success this year. If he can be successful in the tournaments come postseason, Iowa has one hell of a shot to win the Big Tens and win the NCAAs. Moving on to 174, Mike Evans. He's the senior, 28-7 and last year and the mustache. Sixth at the NCAAs, second in the Big Ten. He's 14-0 this year. So far, so good. Mike Evans right now, well, you could probably make an argument that Mike Evans is the best wrestler on this team. Him and Telford are the two. Right now, he's ranked two. He's ranked second in the intermat. He's ranked second in the open mat. The only wrestler that's better than him right now in the rankings is Robert Kokish from Nebraska. Logan Storley from Minnesota is right behind him. Zach Brunson from Illinois is sixth. You look at um, where where he's been at so far this year and... Mike Evans has wrestled really, really well, and he's got some good matches coming up. He's got Kretschmer from Oklahoma State, number 14, uh, who he beat 6-2 last year. And then he's got Brunson coming up uh, in the duel against Illinois, who's undefeated on the season. But I, I, I think Mike Evans is a guy that you look at him as, you know, he, he needs to win a Big Ten championship. He's not to the degree of, of need as Tony Ramos was last year, but I think that in order for Mike Evans' career to be complete, he needs to win a Big Ten championship. And I think he can if he can overcome you know all those really good wrestlers. That bracket's going to be one of the better brackets when Big Ten wrestling championships come up. And you know that's that's discounting Ohio State, Michigan, all these other guys as well. Frank Cousins from Wisconsin can make some noise, I think. And I, I think you look at this weight class, and if, if Evans can win, or if Evans can place top two, even if he can place top three or four at the NCAA's, I think Iowa's in a good spot. But they need to win, and they need him to get bonus points. They need Mike Evans to get bonus points. So we'll see how he does against Crutchmer from Oklahoma State and Brunson, really, against Illinois, the number six kid. 184, Sammy Brooks, the sophomore, 18 and 7 last year. Very, very good wrestler. He's a lot of fun to watch. Currently, he's number seven in the intermat, number four in the open mat. Uh, he's 14 and 1 on the season. That only loss uh, coming to De- Jack DeChow, the kid from Old Dominion, 6 to 5, the number four kid. He's got some nice wins over Weatherspoon from Iowa State and Kenny Courts, Ohio State. You, this weight class is not up in the air, but I think this is a weight class that Sammy Brooks can win. You know, he beat the number 15 kid, Nolan Boyd, last year, 7-5. to five. He'll, We'll see him from Oklahoma State this weekend. He's got Nico Reyes from Illinois, the number 20 kid. But you look at who's ahead of Sammy Brooks in the rankings, there's nobody in the Big Ten. You've got Stauffer from Arizona State, Thomas from Penn, DeChow from Old Dominion, who beat him, uh, Brown from Lehigh, uh, Thomas Selt from Pittsburgh, and then Gabe Dean from Cornell. Nobody in the Big Ten is ahead of Sam Brooks, and you look behind him, you got Kenny Quartz, who he beat. You've got Brett Farr from Minnesota. You've got Dominic Albanator from Michigan. You've got McCutcheon from Penn State, Dudley from Nebraska, Rays from Illinois. 
this is the weakest weight class, I think, in the Big Ten, and I think Sam Brooks can win this thing in the Big Ten. I think Sam Brooks can compete nationally for this weight class, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for that to be the case. So I, I think Sammy Brooks is a really, really good kid. He's a sophomore. This is a kid that can win national championship in his career at Iowa. There's no question about that. 194, Nathan Birak uh, from Coronado Springs, Colorado. Um, he's a junior kid from Colorado Springs. Good kid. He's All-American last year. I think it surprised a lot of people for whatever reason. Uh, eighth at the Nationals. He's fifth in the Big Ten. He was 19-8. and eight. Originally this year, Birak was, he was facing an injury. They thought about redshirting him. But they ended up not redshirting him because he's been able to overcome the injury. He was a champion at the Midlands. Um, but so far, he's 5-0. and He won 2-1 to one over number 7, Kyle Snyder. He's number 6 in the intermat, number 4 in the open mat rankings. And Barak is another kid that Iowa needs. I mean, and I keep saying that, another kid that Iowa needs to, have su- to be successful. But that's how, they, that's how it is with everybody that Iowa's going to wrestle, that they're going to have wrestle this year is they need points at every weight class. They really do. And... I think Barak is in a good spot to get points and to be a national, you know, be a national contender. You look at where the weight class is as far as the Big Ten goes. You've got the Max Huntley kid from Michigan. You've got McCall from Wisconsin. Brayden Atwood from Purdue is a good one. Kyle Snyder from Ohio State is a good one. Uh, Morgan McIntosh from Penn State. And then top of the weight class right now, Scott Schiller, the senior from Minnesota. So I think Barak has a good chance this year to win some good matches. He's got Austin Schaefer from Oklahoma State coming up and I think I think it'll be a good 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 test, good chance for him to continue to get healthy and to be able to compete. And I think Nathan Burak is a f- phenomenal wrestler. I really do. I like him a lot. I think he's in a good spot, and that's what you really need from a kid right now at this weight class because it's kind of it's kind of bridging that gap from your Sam Bro- your Mike Evans, Sam Brooks to Bobby Telford. And we're gonna get into Bobby Telford here in ten seconds or so. And Bobby Telford's been great. But Nathan Birak, he's got he's to win. He's got to do some good things for Iowa if, you, if they want to be successful come tournament season. And I think he will. I think he's in a good spot. All right, let's get to heavyweight. The senior, Bobby Telford, last year, fourth in the NCAA Blaze, third in the Big Ten. I think he was disappointed after the Big Ten wrestling tournament, only placing third. But right now, currently, Bobby's ranked number one in the intermat, number two in the open mat. He's had some big wins. He was the Big Ten. He was the NCAA wrestler of the week last week. Uh, he's thirteen and zero. He beat Tavanella from Ohio State, number ten. He beat number nine Billy Smith from Rutgers, and the big one. He beat Mike McMullen, the number one ranked wrestler from Northwestern at the Midlands in the championships to get his own title. Telford, he's got to go, man. Every single year with Bobby Telford, we always talk about how he's so close. He's so close. He can do it this year. What does he need to do? He's got a big test against Oklahoma State. Austin Marsden. Bobby won last year 2-1 to one over Marsden. He's got to beat him again. He's got to. Because he's got to, he's got to keep that top spot. But you look at the Big Ten. This is a good weight class. It really is a good weight class. You've got Tabanello, top 10. Uh, Billy Smith, number 9. Adam Kuhn, the kid from Michigan, who was great last year as a freshman. He's number 8. Uh, Jimmy Lawson from Penn State, the senior. He's number 6. Connor Medbury, the junior. He's 5. And then you have Mike McMullen. From Northwestern, the senior at two, and Bobby Telford's number one. So, to me, Iowa needs to score here, and I'm talking win a championship. Bobby Telford needs to win the Big Tens, and he needs to win the NCAAs. And we're going to talk more about that in the coming weeks prior to those tournaments getting underway, but Bobby Telford's got to be the man at heavyweight. And I, As I go through, as I go through, you know, Gilman, he needs points. Clark, he needs points. Jeva, he needs points. Kelly, he needs points. Yeah, the way Sorensen, all of them need points. That's how this Iowa team is. They need to get points from every single wrestler in every single tournament and every single duel if they want to be successful. Now, they've got a tough schedule coming up, and 
you know, Oklahoma State's not what they are typically, and they're they're a little down this year. Minnesota's very good uh, coming up, and they have them on the road after the two duels at home against Illinois and Northwestern. Then they go to Maryland after Minnesota on the 30th. Uh, Maryland's on the 6th of February, excuse me. They go to Penn State on the 8th of February. Then they're home against Michigan, then home against Virginia. And then you're at the NWA, NWCA National Duels, which are in Iowa City this year should be a lot of fun uh, for those in the Big Ten Championships in Columbus and the NCAAs in St. Louis this year. Iowa right now is in a good spot. They're 7-0. and They've won everything they've been a part of, including the Midlands, breaking a record. They've got to stay the course. Beat Oklahoma State convincingly. Beat Illinois and Northwestern convincingly. Go into that Minnesota duel after a couple nice convincing wins and say, look, we're here. We're going to puff our chest out a little bit because you look at how, how Iowa matches up to Minnesota this year, and I don't know if they can beat them in the duel. I really don't. I don't know if they can beat them, but you look at where Minnesota's at as far as their team. I think Iowa has the clear advantage at 125. Um, I think Iowa. You you look at Dardanes and Clark at 133, and that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. 141. I think that's going to be a heck of a match too with Dardanes and Jeva. If Jeva can step up at 149 with Iowa's got a good wrestler that Brandon Sorensen, who I keep raving about, I think they're probably going to get points there. Need bonus points there. 157. Dylan Ness is the top wrestler at 157, but Mike Kelly, as I said, push him, push him to the brink. 165. Nick Moore. Nick Moore is going to have. He's going to be battle tested at that point, hopefully. And you know, Minnesota brings a brings a ranked kid into that one as well. So to me, if you're Iowa. And I could go through this entire. I could go through the entire matchup all the way through with Iowa Minnesota, which we're going to do on our next wrestling podcast before that meet. But Iowa has to. They have to prove. They have to make a statement these next couple of weeks. That's the bottom line here against Oklahoma State. Get a convincing victory against Illinois. Get a convincing victory, and then against Northwestern. Get a convincing victory. So that's basically it at this point in time. We'll uh, we'll be back here in a couple of weeks. We'll break down uh, everything that's transpired at the Oklahoma State meet, the Illinois meet. Get you ready for Northwestern Minnesota. Everything coming up down the pike here for this Iowa Hawkeye wrestling team. So thank you very much for listening thank you for tuning in to our podcast here on hawkeyes mike this has been on the mat i'm tyler chumlin we'll see you next time great story compelling and rich this has been a presentation of hawkeyes mike llc